Section 41 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. Section 41. Exit the Hunter. Part 1. Up to Date. Why are there so few heroic tales of our brave boys a-hunting with breech-loaders, may be asked. The truth is that, with modern weapons, hunting is as unromantic as work in a slaughterhouse. Men may still be wounded by teeth or claws, as I have known one who lost an arm to a tiger, and every now and then a man is killed, although he has modern weapons in his hand. But it is mostly by accident or stupidity, and nearly always by preventable accident like getting wounded on the railway. It is painful, and may be fatal, but so rare and so preventable that to take the risk needs no more courage than to step into a train. That is why so many lies are told. The truth is bald. I have witnessed some, and credibly heard of hundreds of hunting adventures, in the most dangerous corners of the world, and read of thousands more. To see the truth, one has to allow for the many events that seem too commonplace to remember, as well as for all the tricks of slippery memory. Statistics are not available, which is helpful in a thing like this, for statistics are misleading, and can be quoted to prove anything. So every man has to generalize from what he knows, and, doing so, I concur in the opinion of those judicious persons who think that the most dangerous kinds of modern hunting are safer in every way than common coal mining. The percentage of mortality is almost certainly a great deal smaller. Not once, so far as I have been able to believe, not once did any man, with modern weapons in his hands, do anything very heroic, or need to do it. The grit was often there, but there was no real opportunity, for it is not the mere taking of risk that makes the hero. The gambling spirit is equal to that. The hero rises above selfishness as far as above fear, and does what he sees to be right, unheeding consequences. In our long war with the beasts, which has lasted so many millenniums, we needed such men at the start, but not now. The brunt of the battle is over, and anyone can finish it. That is why there is little to tell in our anecdotes of modern adventures, unless when something happens under primitive conditions. Never did any modern hunter have to face such danger as was faced by a bereaved old Burman grandfather in a village near Rangoon when he took a spear in his hand and, with other old men, ran after the tiger that was carrying away his grandchild and closed with it. These old fellows showed a spirit that makes one think better of humanity. But what are we to think of the idle men with breech-loaders and servants? What drives them to the field or forest? the heavy burden of life-weariness, the nemesis of idleness and plethora. The best of them are seeking a relief from real worries, perhaps, and the others killing time, or seeking amusement. Why not? It is nonsense for any man to dictate the pleasures of another, but let us have no cant at any rate, no make-believe heroics, as if the killing of cats needed particular bravery on the part of a man with a battery. There are few more genuine pleasures in life than that of a European officer, 
who is at hand to help villagers in India against leopards or tigers, and feels his gun of use, and the wounds, if any, received in that way, would leave honorable scars. But such a coincidence of duty and pleasure is rare, and seldom to be got by seeking for it. It is altogether a different thing from the experience of sportsmen in search of sensations. End of section 41. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona.